Hey, and welcome to the Sunbrook Takeaway. I'm Tanner Treffin, joined by Pastor Joey Rumble. And uh, man, we had a great week this week. We had our leadership get together Thursday night. That was awesome. We had baptisms yesterday and a great, great message. Yeah, it was just a great weekend with, the, you know, Thursday night leading into Sunday morning and then the baptisms. A lot of fun. Yeah, shout out to Kat and Nick and August. Great job of just jumping in and surrendering to God and, and following and getting baptized. We we're so proud of you. Yeah, I love hearing your stories, your testimony and how God is using that to impact our church and our community. Thanks for the impact you're making. Yeah, and we are on about nine messages into the Red Thread series. So comment and let us know, hey, what's the biggest Red Threads that have been standing out to you throughout this series? There's been some good ones. In um, this one, we were talking about in the wilderness with the tent. And uh, we started off talking about uh, getting into Leviticus and some of the crazy stuff there is and how God requires us to be holy, to be set apart as I, the Lord, am holy. Yeah, so that we can be in relationship with him. How... Do we have a relationship with a holy God? And Leviticus really lays that out really well. And I kind of liked how Jenny had shared with me how Peter and Benaiah, when they're learning the first the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, or go Genesis, then Exodus, but then instead of Leviticus, Miguel's son, Atticus, they say Atticus. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really cute. They've been doing it every time lately. It's really it's So what cool. is it like when they say that? Like, how does that go? Uh, it's just, we're like, hey, can you guys, do you guys know the first book of the Bible? And I actually just think it was today or yesterday, Peter knows the first book of the Bible. If you ask him, he'll say Genesis now. Okay. Um, but we'll just, they'll say, repeat after me, Genesis, Exodus, Atticus. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And we don't even correct it, really, because it's just so cute. I love it. Um, but I, I thought it was good. I think uh, in close to the beginning, you were hitting on um, how TV was a lot cleaner back in the day. But man, it, it's just full of all types of bad stuff to, nowadays. And so, just really being guarded that as, as God is holy, that He's calling His church, us as Christians, to be set apart and holy, and and just kind of monitoring what you're getting in um, is a is a big takeaway for all of us. I yeah. think. And, and that was from my pastor, Pastor Fred Richard, and. Boy, this was several years ago he used that illustration. So how much more so now is that pertinent? And and that statement also I shared from Chris Hodges that each one of us needs to wrestle with how much of the secular we're going to allow in my life. And I got to, whenever we get to it, I got a tangible thing I've chosen to do that I think is kind of helpful. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, So what does living set apart look like? How how can we as a church live set apart for God? What does that look like practically? I think clearly the personal disciplines of prayer and the word, worship, uh, making sure that our week, that we take the time to really listen to what God is doing. I I noticed recently I've gotten a little slack on my prayer plans and my worship time of music singing unto the Lord. So those have been some things in my personal life. How about you? Yeah, I think what you hit on, but the difference between us and the world is we got God. And so right. just fostering that relationship with him, uh, just when you're going through those pain points, when you're going through those hard times, when you're seeking wisdom, when you're seeking some entertainment, are you just finding it in something of the world? Or are you finding rest and restoration and healing and, and comfort and joy in the Lord and, and, and reading the Bible, worshiping, you know, hanging out with other Christians and stuff like that? So that's just all good stuff, I think. Yeah, and I did a little math on uh, the secular when it comes to pro football and college football because I, I enjoy that. And I feel like that's fine as long as you're not like committing your whole life to, to NFL and college football watching it. So what I've chosen to do, 
I, I will not watch any preseason NFL games. Because when I do the math, it was like multiple months I'd spend a lot of time watching football. So I figured, man, I'd catch a whole month. And preseason's so boring anyway. Why even dedicate any time <laughs> to it? So I've made a choice. Zero preseason football. And that's like a whole month uh, that I get back in my schedule where I'm not dedicating it to the secular. So it's just a little creative idea. Yeah. I, and I, I think the real breakthrough happens is if you look at, you know, the, the set of tire part time you have with God and then you look at this time you have for all the stuff like TV or whatever and you're like, man, I, it's really uneven or whatever. It's a great place but, to wrestle But with. then also when you realize that God shouldn't just be in my God time, but God should be in all my time. Yes. And when you start watching those shows and realizing like, hey, I want to invite God into this time, be like, I know God wouldn't like me watching this show. <laughs> and you start just bringing God into every area of your life. Yeah. That's where you get that breakthrough. And, and I got a, I just, another where, and this is more of a Penn State wrestling thing, is the, I've, I was following the little Final X, and you got, is it Kyle Snyder that's Olympic gold medal? Yeah, yeah. His wrestling partner is Kyle Dake. Oh, cool. Which, so they are, they are like, they wrestle against each other so often. I'm like, Man, to continue to get people that love God into our lives. Now, that's their rest. it's a wrestling illustration, but these are two of the greatest wrestlers yeah. in the world, yeah. and they're partners wrestling against each other, helping each other become better. How much more so in our walk with God do we need to have people in our lives strengthening each other? I think that's huge of becoming holy. The mm. more godly people you get in your life strengthening you. Yeah, talk about iron sharpening iron. That's a good example. Yeah, right yeah, I'll su- uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, next point was every sacrifice points to the saving work of Christ. Right. That's, that's huge. We were talking in the staff today about how just gruesome and detailed of just like the, it's, it's sad. It's, it's uh, disgusting at times. Yeah. Leviticus, just all the killing of animals and stuff like that. And I think part of that we talked about was how how morbid and and all this death happening shows how the gravity of our sin and how gruesome and and the the consequences of our sin is death and it should be kind of shocking like wow I think in our culture in America we don't really appreciate appreciate I don't know if it's the right word take responsibility for how big of a deal sin is yeah and Leviticus and, drives that home I feel like yeah and I thought when you brought that up in our team leads meeting I thought that was so good and so rich to realize. That it's gruesome, yes, but the gruesomeness of what God did for us so that we can be in relationship with him where he went to the cross uh, for us. You just got to remember, we need to be all in with that, of what God's done for us so that we can live our lives for him. It's a big takeaway when you're looking at Leviticus. Yeah, it's good. And and Jenny brought up how it's not only our sin, but our sin not only affects us, but affects us around us. So just taking... Since a big deal and, and letting Christ transform you and, and thanking God for the sacrifice he was. So. Yeah, because it affects so many other people around us. And I love what Dakota brought up, that Dakota shared that God has always provided a way. Ooh. That when you look at that, God, the children of Israel, I mean, you see all the complaining, the grumbling, and how that continued on, and uh, the rebellion that they couldn't live up to the law, nor can we. And God has always provided a way so that we can, what, be in relationship with him. Mm. Thank God for that. Um, I love the point. This is not our home. Um, and looking at how Jesus is that, that greater, uh, went to that greater and a tent of the tent in heaven and, and was our high priest before God and how one day he's preparing a place for us where we'll go to be with him forever. And I feel like the practicality of that is 
Like, are we living to just establish a nicer house, more comfort and pleasure here on earth? Are we living for the eternal treasure, for to please our Father um, with our eyes on heaven? Yeah. Uh, man, is that convicting or what? <laughs> it's so convicting. And I was thinking this week in the message coming up on, on Father's Day, uh, we're going to really look at the Day of Atonement as well as the holiness of the priest and how we can apply that to our lives. I believe it's going to be so life-changing for everyone in the church to really grasp this at a deeper level and how we can apply that to our lives. And uh, speaking of Father's Day, we got incredible Father's Day plan with the car show and cornhole can jam. The grill is going to be going. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a great day in the services as well as uh, before and after the services. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and you talked about uh, how... Is, is Christ your focal point? And you talk about the story with Uncle Jonathan about how what helps you when you're drifting in the ocean is, is, is having that focal point of the sandals and the shoes back on the beach to know that spot is to come back to. And it's so Christ, that focal point for us. And, and, I, and I started reading the All of God with my wife Mary of John Bevere. And at one point he makes about the fear of the Lord is the fear of the Lord is not being afraid of God where you like shy away and run away from him. But the fear of the Lord is like the fear of drifting from God, that you know that yes. he's the best place to be at and you're so afraid of, of, of leaving him and being mm -hmm. away from him. And I thought that was powerful. Yeah. And that he shares there that awe of God, like that, that, that healthy fear of the Lord is a drawing to, but it's also this humbling. He started his prayer life reminding himself of the fear of the awe of God, and that drew him to more worship. And, and it makes a lot of sense. And I loved how you helped our church all grow in the, the tabernacle prayer of understanding what that looks like and how looking back at Leviticus and, and all this uh, tabernacle furniture and stuff that all points to Christ. And Miguel brought that up, of just how cool that is. Every symbol from the candlesticks to the, the showbread to the altar of incense, all of it, the Ark of the Covenant points all back to Christ. And um, for a resource for you guys is if you pull out your phones and go to that church center app that we have with Summerbrook and you pull it up, just right when you open up the church center app and you're connected to our church, down at the bottom right-hand corner, there's a more button. If you click on the more button, there's a button that says tabernacle prayer. If you click on that tabernacle prayer, it's the whole tabernacle prayer guide. So utilize that, print that out, memorize that, and just seek the Lord using that prayer model to connect in a deeper relationship with yeah, Him. Yeah, and, and I, I love using prayer models because it keeps your prayer life fresh and 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 close to the Lord and while you're on that app go ahead and jump in and uh, join a group for the yeah. summer we got uh, summer groups lasting for about uh, for seven weeks uh, so we're in that uh, summer season of groups it's good um, so what was your takeaway Pastor Joey uh, I for me it's making sure I started to drift from my using those prayer plans so I'm back it was a great reminder with the tabernacle prayer to, to begin to use those uh, prayer plans uh, more often. And so that was uh, that's going to be my big takeaway is and that I'm to be praying for the people in the church that I'm going to be in, need to be interceding for everyone within our church body even more. So that's kind of what's grabbed my heart. That's good. For me, it was continue to, to live set apart, to live holy unto God and just some practical ways I'm trying to do that. Just continue to uh, monitor uh, like what I'm not letting myself watch, you know, things on TV or uh, what social media am I allowing in my life and, and just continue to be careful in, in those areas. And, 
And you were sharing back, I think, with like the TV or the holiness of God. There was something you were wanting to share with us there. Yeah, yeah. I hit it with the, uh, the I, when I did the math of, what oh, I did, oh, I did the math of how Sorry. much football I would watch for the rest of my life if I lived to the average age. And I was like, it was a lot of, like years of your life just watching football. So I was like, that's where I cut off. I said, well, I can easily cut off just uh, preseason football. Uh, but also I want to give a shout out to Earl uh, as well as he's um, just uh, really dedicated his life on the safety team and he's moving and uh, just uh, wanted to say thanks to Earl and how much he's uh, made an impact here at Summerbrook Church. Really, and all of our leaders at the Churchwide Leadership meeting thank you so much for the impact you're making oh, it was so fun and thank you guys you guys are the body in motion you're the people making a difference making an impact here in somerville so thank you so yeah. much and it was fun giving the the kids of a lot of our leaders a ride in the trailer me and john egan were that's helping them cool. out with that that was a lot of fun too yeah, my kids love your, the hay rides we do so that's awesome and shout out to Chaz for playing on what is that called the cajon, the cajon. cajon. i think you called it cocoon earlier <laughs> <laughs> the cajon yeah. uh, that's good thank you Chaz. Uh, cool any final thoughts for us pastor Joyce? I, I think that's it just let's continue to apply the message that we've heard on sunday throughout the week awesome church so if you want to make headway you need a takeaway. So what's your takeaway today? Live it out, walk it out by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God bless you guys.